0: Hey Tame and the Beast fam, we're back with a new episode, this your girl Nikki Nikki. This your girl Luna Wolf, what's up? And today we also have a guest with us, Sam. The hey first guys. one.
1: Yes. Okay,
0: she's the first. We're so excited for her to be here. So what are we going to be talking about today?
1: Today we are going to be talking about how addiction is a symptom And that's that's a symptom of a bunch of things, okay? It comes from a lot of things, guys. So this is going to be a good one, okay?
0: That's deep, though, because I think that, like, I don't know if you've dealt with people who have had addictions or have had an addiction yourself, but everything that we go through in life stems from some type of trauma that we have had. So that's, like, deep to say that an addiction is a symptom of some type of trauma, which I don't know. Like, I never really looked at it like that, but it makes so much sense, and it's so true.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, because you don't wake up one day and say, I want to be an addict when I grow up, right? Like, that doesn't... That's not what you want to do. No one ever wants to be that. But I think that when you have past traumas in your life, whether it's, like, physical trauma or mental trauma, when you get older and you experience something like that, you don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. So then you go... Either to alcohol or drugs, and there's something in your mind that just switches.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes it's even beyond it's not alcohol I'm not and drugs. Even that. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Tube, sex, absolutely. Food, you know all or those things. And they're coping mechanisms. Yeah. You know Correct. what I mean? It's coping
0: mechanisms on how you deal with that trauma. So, Sam, we're just gonna dive right in and open right. up. Like, what what were your drugs of choice? Okay, so um heroin. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, of course I had to pick like the worst drug to be you just addicted start to. With that though. Um, kind of like I went, I started using Percocets, but it wasn't, I wasn't really addicted. It was more of like a, a party drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can say that I was partying a little bit more than people my age. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the party, just listen.
0: <laughs> I mean, haven't we all, somebody tried <laughs> something somewhere in high school and college and you know, yeah. right.
2: So yeah, so I started doing that. I mean, It might have been a little bit more than normal people were doing, but um, then I went straight to heroin. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, my boyfriend at the time, who was not a good person, and we were in a very toxic relationship, which I also think stemmed from my past traumas, Mm -hmm. um, introduced me to heroin. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what in my brain said, okay, yeah, let's try it. Like, who? what normal person says that? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so obviously there's something... That happened in my past as I was younger, or even—I um, lost my train of thought. But the, obviously, something happened in my past for me to make that decision. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, normal people don't just say, "Yeah, I'll try heroin." Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's cool. So, um, but that's where it led me. Did you f- figure out?
1: Like, did you figure out what the trauma was? I can't did you go pin- down that
2: road. I did. I spent many years trying to figure out. Why, but I can't pinpoint exactly what happened. But I do think it has a lot to do with my upbringing. I mean, I my parents were great, Um, but my mom passed away when I was three. Yeah. And so maybe I didn't know her, but like that was definitely hard. And then had a
0: void, like something was missing.
2: Correct. Mm -hmm. And then my dad remarried when I was four, and then she passed away when I was ten. So I have that like abandonment thing going on like where you know yeah. I never had a mom really mm-hmm. so I think that plays a big part in it but I also believe that like looking back now at my childhood like I was very impulsive so I think I had some mental like issues and I'm mean, maybe not like crazy like bipolar but like I was definitely impulsive and I like what well, I would do anything like I would I had no fear none mm-hmm. at all and looking back, I think that's, like, a big, big, um... Trying to feel something. You're trying to feel something. Yeah. Like, it was, like, an indicator of, like, addiction.
1: hmm
2: You know? And I'm not saying that everyone who has that growing up... you just up. try to... You try to... With the,
1: with the heroin, you try to catch, catch that feeling of being free back in, like, when you were growing
2: up. I felt normal when I was, like, on drugs. Really? Yeah. So, like, I felt abnormal and like scared, not even scared, just antsy and like something wasn't right. And then when I started using heroin, it was like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, this makes sense. This is who I am. You know what I mean? And it started out okay. Like I went around doing my own, going to work, everything was fine. And then, man, did it like spiral out of control real quickly. When I mean I was a junkie on the street, I was a junkie on the street. So like it was bad. What was that like? That was also, which I, more trauma. Mm -hmm. So, like, what I've seen, what I was put through, you know, what I put myself through, what I put my children through, you know, all that, still I'm dealing with that. You know, it's every day, when you have an addiction, every day is like, it might not be a struggle, but every day you have to wake up and say, no. Yeah. No.
0: Every day you wake up, you have a choice to choose something different. Correct. And go in a different direction. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So so okay so you did talk about how like while you were actually you know through your addiction how it made you feel feel good but do you also feel like it was like trying to numb something like oh absolutely to take, you, okay mm-hmm.
2: yeah it definitely numbed all my problems um, and uh, but it again it also felt good I felt normal mm-hmm. and so. then when you weren't when
0: you weren't high and you had moments of sobriety did you just feel like those problems were just too overwhelming did it make you feel worse about yourself like oh
2: absolutely mm-hmm. a- absolutely and then like you know when you're addicted to heroin there's not just emotional there's a physical so now the emotions come and now there's physical withdrawals and so like at this point when you're physically addicted to heroin you cannot go six hours without getting sick when I mean sick violently sick so like you know the flu times a thousand like you would do anything to get that drug Mm -hmm. so like it's a mixture of the two yeah what have you done well thankfully I haven't sold my ass but okay (laughs) okay Thankfully. <laughs> that doesn't mean I didn't have a sugar is all right? <laughs> I'm, <JJ Lewis. laughs> I'm married my I'm sugar daddy. <laughs> but um a lot of lies, a lot of schemes. I didn't have to like rob people, but like um made lies to get money from my loved ones, you know, and just awful. Dated drug dealers so yeah, that I would always mm-hmm. have drugs, you know. Thankfully, my addiction didn't last long, and I think the only reason it didn't is because I had um, Charles, my oldest son. My boo. Yeah, I mean, I thank God for him because I knew that like I can't keep putting him through it. I had no one, mm-hmm. you know, Shania and our mom was that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, my biological dad didn't talk to me at this point. She was the first one I met that was a that was addicted to something. Yeah, I mean, like she never can friends. tell. She tell you stories. The second time I moved in with her, um, I, yeah, I was bad in my addiction, and like I left. I still remember this because it was so embarrassing. I lo- I was so high. I went to cook something, in um, on the stove, and it was, I just put water, boiling water, because so like the pasta or whatever. And I went to the bathroom, I guess, probably to go get high, and I left that freaking pot on the stove. To the point where it could have burnt the house down, like Mm -hmm. it was bad, and I just like that memory sticks in me because like here are, a here is a family that took me in when I had no one, and this is how I treat them, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like and these are the things that like, I'm gonna cry. Sorry guys, but um, let it out. You're supposed to. (laughs) These are things like all addicts go through because they like make decisions like this that like they wouldn't normally make you know Mm -hmm. when they're clean and sober and living a good life but like yeah so again and shanae probably can tell you a lot of things i don't even remember doing it was rough yeah Uh, it was it was different yeah it was so so let me ask
0: this question because i'm you know like how did that like how did that affect your relationship with her? Like did yeah. that like make you cause judgment for her? I or did. anger or like you know what I mean? Like I was very or, judgy. or more compassionate, you know, wanting to be that person to be there when so many other people walked away. You know, like
1: I was still there. I mean I, we we never parted. I was still there, but I was very judgy. Um, I have a problem with people who do drugs. Not anymore because I'm you know, I'm learning more, but I did have so, yeah, so, I had a problem with, uh I got a problem with people with addictions. I just, I don't do drugs. I smoke weed. That ain't no fucking drug. So, I would, I would judge pre- people. My friends, a lot of my friends that I grew up with, they did drugs. And I literally left them for years, my best friend. <laughs> like, what a, oh, you know, she really my best friend, I, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I left her. I could be a friend.
0: But, but why? What was it? Was it the behavior? Was it, you know, lies and manipulation? Just... Was it, like, too painful to see somebody going through that? Yeah. Like, what was it
1: that caused you... I don't want to see them like that. Okay. I remember the one time, they pulled out their fucking tray in front of me and did a line. I said, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: So, here's the funny thing. So, like, <laughs> as, as we sit here and, um, I remember being in, in in a psych rotation, and you know, a lot of times when you're doing mental health, there's like dual diagnoses, meaning there's addiction, there's some type of drug that's usually always attached to whatever that mental illness is, whether it's bipolar or whatever, right. like whatever it is, they're also doing some type of drug as well. And I will remember like being in the cl- in like the the therapy room, and you would have like the people who snorted coke and be like, well, at least I ain't smoke it, yeah. right? <laughs> And then you had people who like, you know, like pop pills and they was like, my doctor gave me this prescription. So what I'm trying to get at is addiction is addiction, no matter what it is is that you're addicted to. And how we justify ourselves to say, I smoke weed but I don't pop pills. (laughs) I smoke weed, but I don't snort coke. You know what I mean? I smoke crack, but I don't shoot heroin. You get what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, and you know, like, you know, I smoke my little bit of weed too, and I just, I don't smoke a little bit. But it's not to a point to where it's like, becomes this addiction to where you are abandoning the rest of your responsibilities. Does that make it right or wrong? No. It
2: just makes it what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all. Yeah. So that's like the, the difference between like, recreational use and addiction. Addiction means like you can't handle real life. Like you leave all your responsibilities. So mm-hmm. like yeah, that's from the traumas. From something. From yes, something absolutely like, something happened. And you know, addiction's also inherited. I know there's studies that say most of the studies say yes. So if you had addiction your parents, grandparents, there's a likelihood that you may also become an addict. It's not always, but there's something there in the brain well, because you're a
0: product of your environment. If this is what you are seated in and this is what you constantly see, then that becomes your go-to. Well, how about with
2: me? That's not my environment, right? So um, as much as my dad wasn't there for me when I got pregnant and all that, but I came from a great home other than my mom passing away. They, you know, I was treated very well. I was taken care of. I didn't see addiction. Never did I see addiction growing up. What What happened? And I still to this day ask. I don't know. So like, you know, and I'm still work through this, you know, I do think it like I said before, it's a combination of like losing my mother and that I already had something in me that I notice now looking back. Like, was your mom? Do you know if your mom was? No, no, she no. Well here's the thing. You
0: you lost your mom at a very young age. That's very hard for a woman to grow up without a mom, right? And as much as your dad was there and devoted and loved you he can't really have certain conversations with you when you start to go into womanhood, right? And then the fact that you had the stepmom who seems to have been loving towards you, right? And then she passed away. So then we develop these little things that we tell ourselves, well, you know, I and I don't know if this is your case, I'm just trying to put out different perspectives so that we can, you know, Okay, so, you know, sometimes, like, and, and it can be subconscious like you know you're not even necessarily aware of it so now you know maybe subconsciously you start to think well I don't really want to become attached to anyone because what if they leave me again or you are so you have such a void within you that you are um searching for a love that you've never had but that you want right and so then you start to get around these group of friends who start doing crazy things and they're accepting you and then you just start doing whatever and then it becomes a feel good and a takeaway at the same time it takes you away from the life that you know you feel like you don't want to be a part of or you know it just it, it it's a substitute a temporary fix for that that void that you had
2: no i think you're I think you're right about that absolutely yeah it's just um it's just strange when you have like you're being brought up properly there's no drugs and then like bam well that shows
1: you that you can addiction come from all ends yeah yeah, absolutely it it shows you you know you just it doesn't happen just in a poor home or anything comes from anywhere anywhere right and then then there are people though who have been brought up in those situations right and
0: are completely opposite and so that's why you know it's so important that when we're taming that beast, yes. where we are peeling back layers of ourselves, layers of things that was taught about us that aren't necessarily true, and actually spending time with ourselves to know who we are and what it is that we like and what we came to earth to do, you know, and and to go in the in the direction of our gifts and our desires, but, um, you, you know, like that, I've, you know, I've been around a lot of things and. And like you said, you know, like your addiction didn't last very long. I think that that was a good thing. I'm so glad that I went through the things that I went through at a young age mm-hmm. so that I can know very quickly because it's experience yes. in life that teach us where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And because I've had those experiences, I can say, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want something like completely different. So there are some people who they are, are in that and they're right. There's and so choices. you have to be accountable. You can, you cannot be. a grown up and still be saying oh well I'm like this because my mom is like this or I'm like this because my dad did that that. those things happen but you are not your story you know what I mean and all too often we get wrapped up into our identity of that story that story happened 20 years ago it's not happening today but you're allowing that thing that happened 20 years ago to still stop you from being who you are today and sometimes it's because who will I be without it and you know, it can it's be a scary fear. sometimes, it's a fear. right?
1: You're you're scared you, to let it go.
0: You are you are amazing and mm-hmm. wonderful and talented and gifted and needed. You know what yes. I mean? Like you are valued, valuable, loved, and lovable without that identity. But that's what happens all too often we get wrapped up into that identity that we don't even know who we are without it. And so it's easier to hold on to that. Well, I did this because
2: of this, or I'm like this because of Correct. that. So, and so, I think that's why addiction is so hard for a lot of people to, yeah, to move on and and you know recover mm-hmm. because they're so wrapped up in. Well, this is who I am now. Mm-hmm. You know? and they won't
1: they won't really look at the the problem. They won't.
2: Yeah, dive dive deep. in there dive deep. and see
1: what fucking caused the symptom because it's a symptom. Absolutely, you gotta you gotta reach in deep, no matter how painful it is. So what? let mm-hmm. that feeling come in and then slowly work through that shit mm-hmm. you you gotta let it go cause if not you're gonna be complacent when you stuck right and who wants to be stuck right and Sam you, you
0: made some super major profound points nobody wakes up and says I wanna be a drug addict you know what I mean yeah. like nobody just wakes up and says I wanna be you know depressed like nobody yeah. wants to be these Correct. things yes. it's just that you get caught up into you know the situation sometimes and then you said, even today, you still have to make a choice yes. to do something different. So on everything, your life is, a, is an accumulation of the choices that you've made. Make a different choice. You absolutely can. At any moment in time, you can make another choice. Yep.
1: That's all.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: our mind. Your mindset. It's either you want to grow, you want to grow in mindset, or you want to stay with the fixed mindset.
0: And sometimes it's just getting out of that environment, being around more people who are positive. You know, Absolutely.
1: Feeding yourself, like,
0: what are you reading? What are, are you watching? You what are you doing listening to? You know what I mean? Rocking so, across. yeah, it's whatever you feed, whatever you water, that's what's going to grow. So, what was your redemption moment? Like, what was that moment, like, or 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 you know, I think the, the more popular term is like, what was your rock bottom? My life? rock bottom. I've had one of those.
2: Okay, so, um, it's going to be awful to say out loud, but like, I remember, I'm in the terminal, you know, the terminal downtown in Philly. And um, I just took Charles down the way, which we call Kensington. Drug okay. addicts call Kensington.
0: Zombieland. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
2: I took Charles down to Kensington to get a bag. And I'm, I can't wait to get home to do it, so I stop in the bathroom. Oh, man. And um, I have my child with me. Um, but, so he's in the stall with me. And I tell him to turn around. Mommy's got it, And he goes, before he even... Before I even say it, he goes, what? Mommy got to do something? And that... Oh, I used to say that, that to him all the time. And I'm going to cry again. That's okay. That's right. Um, Mommy's got to do something to turn around. And that moment, like, I can still remember his face. I mean, I, not, I might not have stopped using that day. But that's... That was the, that that was that was was the, the moment. I had to make a change. Yeah. That, um sorry guys no it's okay i'm gonna cry
0: too listen i have so much respect for you so much respect for you yes
2: man so yeah that was awful that was absolutely awful that poor child how old was he i was i was almost 22 when i stopped using so he was young probably two three
1: okay
2: um yeah
0: so, what was it that actually helped you, like, get over it? Were you able to one day just say, I can't do this?
2: Did you have to no. go through a program? I, I went, um, well, I, uh, rehab was out of the question because you had to do, in order for it to work, you need to be there for a while. Rehab. Okay. Um, and I just didn't have anyone to watch Charles. Uh, so I went on a methadone program. Mm-hmm. And as much as I don't like methadone now, it saved my life and it definitely helped, um, It's definitely a stepping stone. I don't think everyone should stay on it for the rest of their life, and I successfully got off of it. But, um, yeah, going through that program and staying um, and going there every day and doing groups and all that, without a doubt, saved me. Yeah, support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, support. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not on methadone anymore. Successfully detoxed a very long time ago. But um, that definitely saved my life. So, Was that some, I guess, so for, for those who may still be
0: going through their addiction and, you know, seeking a way out, is that something that insurance covers? If you don't have insurance, are there like free programs for Oh,
2: absolutely. So, um, yeah, if you're on Medicaid or welfare, um, they'll pay the full amount each month. Um, and if you don't have insurance, there is programs, the net, I know for sure. If you just walk in there, they'll set you up with something right away. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so how did you deal with coming out of your addiction and being around people um, who might, like, if you Switch went to a club to and they were, you know, drinking or if they were smoking, like, if there was, like, like, you know, Mega some traders. type of, yeah, you know, how did you deal with that?
2: Um, at first, it was very rocky, you mm-hmm. know, so I tried to, well, at first, I actually avoided everyone, which wasn't very well, very, wasn't good at all either, but, um... I avoided all the bad people in my life, but also made me. I think that's unnecessary, though. Those people yes. who are still
0: going through those. Correct. Type, you know what I mean? Because then you're just like, setting yourself up to go back into an environment. But then I didn't have good. anyone
2: either. So like, because yeah. I pushed away all the good people in my life, you know, because either I was too ashamed or I did something to them or I hurt them. So like, um, but yeah, I so still, at first it was very, you did
1: stay away for a while.
2: Yeah, I did. You did. I did because I was ashamed. I was so ashamed until this day i'm still ashamed. i mean i'm working through it because but i'm still still ashamed of you but know that, i
1: mean it's it's nothing to be ashamed about though it isn't let me inspire
0: yeah. you to let that go because yeah. you sharing your story <coughs> helps so many other people and again you what i love about, about this podcast where we can be authentic and vulnerable and really share and for those who have anything negative to say fuck
1: you yeah, yeah for something. real <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: like that's and that's just that you know what i mean so do your best to just look in the mirror every day and see how amazing you are and what you've you overcome bomb. super you bomb. bomb and we're going to talk about even your success story and yes. how you make clothes yes, I can't and how wait. I need you to make ah. your course okay <laughs> okay A she corset, is the bomb but, okay but you you have done what so many other people have not done or is still trying to do you overcame yes it's a beautiful thing and now you have your story not to sit and lay in it but to use it to elevate and inspire others
2: no I I do I I really honestly I do not regret that I that I did all that and that I was an addict if anything I am still ashamed of it but if anything I'm glad that I went through all that because to me it taught me how to be strong mm-hmm. and how to like overcome if i can overcome that dude i can do anything yes. can, listen listen <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you are doing anything <laughs> yeah you are
1: doing anything listen you did you're her fucking design she designs clothes okay her fucking designs is amazing and you just started <laughs> like you just i remember what you talking about we was talking about We was on the way to the beach <laughs> and you was talking and then you just start making shit, I'm just like, holy shit, you like the shit. I need clothes done. <laughs> and like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. How are you and Charles right now?
2: Good. So um as he got older, um, and then like my ex husband unfortunately went into addiction um and put me and Charles through a lot and his little brother RJ through a lot, but that's another story to tell. <laughs> Let's stick with my story for the time being. <laughs> but, um, uh, so when, as Charles got older, I had to give him like a backstory of what happened because there was a lot of questions he had yeah. from what he heard, like mm-hmm. with fighting and like, you know, what he heard with family and whatever. So like, I, I had to fill him up, fill him in and work extremely open about everything. I now. think that's important. I yeah. think it's important to it be open, it's important yes. to be
0: vulnerable. Yes. It's important them for them to see, um, and then be able to decide and make their own decisions in life even based off of that. But honesty
1: is just open the household. That, yeah. My policy is open. Yes. Open mm-hmm. is the best thing.
0: Do you see any residual effects for him? Like does he cope with anger or yes. disappointment differently? And how old is he now? Sixteen.
2: Okay. So, um yeah i do see whether i don't know if it's whether from my actions when he was younger or from my ex-husband's actions um but there's definitely and he's in counseling he goes he, that's good. yeah he's in counseling he goes once a week um which has helped because his anger has been it hasn't been that you know he's been very angry mm-hmm. for the last couple of years um Still, a great kid. Don't get me wrong, but you can tell that he yeah he
0: needs to figure out yes. how to how to process that anger and, correct and, and yeah and
2: he has every right to be angry and he has his every
0: mom. right yeah and now and he that's has a- his mom back so yeah. he has
1: to get used to he has to, get used to that it's a whole new life. So it, yeah, it's a but I like
0: the fact that you are like you know what you 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 can like you're 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 validating his feelings as well you know what I mean yeah. like his feelings are still his feelings even though you've come out and become successful after it like his feelings are still his feelings and so he just needs to learn how to to process that and anger is a natural emotion yes like it's correct. a natural thing you know it's just what do we do with the anger and how do we deal with it so yeah yeah that's good yeah mm-hmm. so tell us how you guys started with your clothing line and how does that help you and what else are you doing
2: like tell us some good good stuff even though you've already told us um honestly I'll start at the gym that really once I started going through the methadone program and I finally got off and all that like I needed something else and Mm -hmm. I could still get a meeting sure but like um meetings were good but at the moment it wasn't working for me not that it wasn't working like I was thought I was going to use it just wasn't it wasn't enough yeah i just yeah i needed something, something else different i needed something else so the something gym else
0: to, something else to motivate you correct well the gym is great because you're doing something for body right and body mind and soul has to all become yeah, yeah. in alignment and then you release those natural endorphins and then when you start to see results it's just you know more of a good
1: feeling and correct so, yeah. and her body is bomb okay <laughs> she's got cheeks
2: Of course, Naya. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it started out in the gym and then um as you start like you know, when you're sober and you're living right, you start to like um have these good habits and instead of bad habits mm-hmm. so like the gym is very important drinking i know drinking water sounds stupid but no seriously no, drinking really? water, yeah, drink, water. <laughs> yes. drink some water yeah. i would oh. hope yeah and then and then i started um my business with uh um rentals and that came kept me busy for a while Listen, so, get
1: at her because she is popping in Philly okay <laughs> when you say rentals what rentals
2: <clears throat> put yourself out there So I started working for a property management company. And this, um, the owner, he owns 70-some properties. And I just managed his properties. Um, (laughs) (laughs) very... She's getting there. Let her tell it. She's going to get there. (laughs) Uh, so he was, he was amazing. He pushed me to, like, he's like, you have all the knowledge and all the keys. You you know, you could do all this. You should do it. You have everything here. So, um... Me and my husband um, purchased a rental property, and then from there, we bought other rental properties, and other rental properties, and other. Now we're at seven, eight. That I'm is sorry, beautiful. eight. <laughs> we just bought like we okay. just okay. bought one last week. So um, congratulations! Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. And then, cheers. so that kept me busy for a while because, like, we were broke too. So, like, you know, we put all this money into a property. Um, so I had to go down there and fix them, like, because you know. Can't afford to hire everyone all the time <laughs> and not make a profit. So um, that kept me busy and then it moved to sewing. So, and then
1: the sewing thing is yeah. crazy.
2: And then now I also play the violin, so like I you oh, Yo, I was
1: gonna post you. I'm like, she cute
2: as shit. Yeah. That
1: the
0: saxophone and the violin are like my favorite instruments, so I'm gonna need you to play that violin for me. Like I will. I will zone out on a good saxophone and violin. I will give you all some good tunes, okay? <laughs> so are so
2: you're you're actually selling your your clothing now? Um, I yeah, I do some commissions mostly for my husband's band. Um he he's in a metal band her outfit that she's wearing now the lead singer is really awesome fucking her, love it yeah that outfit's awesome but, that um, shit is dope. so I do stuff like that I make commissions I do commissions for them um you know, it's more for fun. It's not for money. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever wants anything, wants me to make them something, sure. You know, but, okay, so let me just, out, like,
0: expand on that even a little bit. Remember when we talked about our, you know, like, facing fears and moving in the direction of your desires. See what she said? It's fun. That's a God-given gift yes. that she has fun doing yes. Yes. that also will and can Provide, Correct. provisions. That's another
1: So find out income. what you
0: love and do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No fears.
1: Yeah. None. There's no fears.
0: So if there's anything that, like, you wanted to share with anyone who's listening, like, greatest lesson or most profound moment or just something inspirational to help anyone who might still be going through what they're going through, what would you say in closing?
2: I would say... If you're going, like, you know, get help, obviously, and anyone can reach out to me. Um, but when you're going through recovery, the, the best thing to do is stay busy and active, whether that's reading, whether that's the gym, whether it's playing the violin or sewing. I think that 's also a savior of mine, like um, my mind never has a chance to think about oh let 's go do drugs because i right. 'm always doing something right so um, I think that 's the best tip for anyone who 's in early recovery Just stay busy, healthy habits though healthy habits. Mm-hmm. So you shared that if there was someone who wanted to reach out to you, how would you like them
0: to reach out to you on your IG through uh, Taming the Beast email and directed to you? Like how, like if someone was really listening and was like, you know what, I would really love to talk with her more. How? Would sure. You to?
2: guys could uh, reach me at my Gmail. Um, do you want me to give it out now? Yeah, you can do that. Uh, it's S Wisman, W I S M A N N N nine nine at gmail.com. Um, I don't even know what my Instagram is. So I can't give you guys that because I don't even know what the name is on my Instagram. It's not my actual I name. Forget. It's like dark love. Oh, too. dark love for you yeah. with an, uh, with an, um, four. Yeah. With a four. Yeah. And
0: then you can always, you know, send your emails into Tame and the Beast also, which is B
1: A S T. At gmail.com. You can't say that's not a dope fucking gmail. I said titty beast. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it's not
1: titty. It's TT
0: Beast. Tame the Beast at gmail.com. You know. <laughs> All right, well, it's been another great episode. It was cool. I loved it. Sam, thank you thank for you coming so through, Sarah. Of course. Yes. Of course. All right. And well, well we, we out. out. This <laughs> is it. Peace and love. Yes.